Beginning Transmission 92. JSA, Justice Begun. File under Team Building Exercises. This week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Ignores. So I was talking to my mom the other day and I was telling her about this other podcast Todd and I are working on mm-hmm. um, where we're actually clean. And so I said, hey, there's one you don't have to be embarrassed of. She goes, I'm not embarrassed of your podcast. I just prefer not to listen to it. I said, I'll be honest with you, mom. I prefer thinking that you're not listening to it either. <laughs> this is the podcast I'm happy my mom doesn't listen to. And if you're listening, mom, turn off now because I'm going to say horrible things. I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say horrible things. So Drink, fucker! Leave it at that. Todd said it for me. <laughs> the debut of the drop that Maya asked for a few weeks ago. Ah, drink, fucker! <laughs> there you go. That was me yelling at Adam because he uh, announced, <laughs> pronounced uh, Mark Miller's <laughs> name you, you wrong. You still did that like that halfway in between and you're thinking about I it. Know, I know. That's awesome. You try doing it on purpose. That's even trickier. Uh, <laughs> hey, welcome to episode 92 uh, of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're coming up on our 100th. Holy pitch. fuck. I know, right? Uh, this week, we are continuing on our quest to find the greatest in team building exercise comic books uh, with the JSA, not to be confused with the JLA, even though Wonder Woman is in it. That gets confusing. Uh, we're doing a episode. Well, <laughs> no, but like. Uh, and she's not Wonder Woman. She it's says a, it in the book. Yeah. See, did okay. you read it, Brian? You need to do that. I did. I did. <laughs> ah, drink. Um, yeah, that's my response. <laughs> so, but this first trade is called Justice Be Done. So, with us, we have the two lovely laughing on the other side, um, Uta lovers. We have Mr. Maya. Hey, everyone. Uh, it's Jeremiah. You can catch me. Uh, Tuesdays and coming up now, I'll be there on Fridays at Dr. Volt's Comics for the foreseeable future. If you're in Salt Lake, we got fired. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, I'm oh, just, I'm, I'm right. Holy I'm just shit. giving, I'm just helping Dave out so he's not there, you know, six days a week. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, 2043 East, 3300 South. Yeah, that's, that's it for now. You can catch me on, on Twitter at Mr. Maya or Instagram, the Mr. Maya. That's it for me. Mm-hmm. Crickets. Crickets. How you doing, Brian? All right, let me just. I got to run a work email. Like I said, it's been a fucking day. Today. I understand. Um, well, yeah, like, which is part of the reason why Adam isn't with us. We're trying to record two today. Sorry, behind the scenes shit you guys don't care about. Inside now baseball. Two minutes. Not edit, does it? Uh, inside baseball. Uh, so Adam will be joining us on the next maybe. one because he got stuck at work. We'll see. Um, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, hi, I'm Brian, um, and uh, I'm a sound designer in Southern California. I do some stuff, blah, blah, blah. Todd and I are also doing a podcast called English Class Hooligans, uh, where we're reading classic books that you should have read in high school but never really got around to. And uh, this should be coming out for the first time at the end of this month, so check it out. Um, and uh, yes, and speaking of Todd, he's also here with us, one of the other Utah lovers that I distracted from. Todd, how are you? I'm doing okay. You know, <laughs> that's convincing. <laughs> 2017 just was shit for me and kind of needs to die. There were some highlights in there, don't get me yeah. wrong, but all in all, 2017 can just go fuck itself. I'm hoping for a better 2018 where I get a fuck it. Yeah. So, hi, I'm Todd. You can find me here in Salt Lake. Occasionally I show up at Dr. Volts and people go, I think I recognize that guy. I'm not really sure. And I play a great game of just keeping my mouth shut and it's fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> You can see me doing that, can't you, Brian? People recognize you or people recognize Maya? No, they know my. I, I'll show up and I get this look in the face like, uh-huh. I've seen you somewhere before. 
Yeah. I'm not sure what your name is, and you're not helping me out yeah. with this, and I'm not going to actually ask. Yeah, I can see you being a dick that way. I just play right along. And do I have a good time with that? Kind of. Absolutely. I do. And I apologize. No, not even apologizing. No, don't apologize. Fuck them. It's what I do. I have a good time with it myself, because who likes the awkward silence? This guy. So, hey, <laughs> you see me around? Say hi, go with don't I know you and I'm saying no, I'm not Joe from Logan and no, I didn't go to Mountain Crest. Even though you can ask three other people, doesn't he look like Joe who went to Mountain Crest? Nope. No, I don't. Thank you. Are you, is your Joe, did you go to Mountain Crest? No, I did not. But grab your friend and ask the same question because that's happened twice to me in my life and I'm just like, nope. Like, are you sure you're not Joe who went to Mountain Crest? And I'm like, yes. Yes, I'm sure. I'm, I think I have one of those faces that just looks like a lot of people that people know because, like, I've been in North Carolina and people are like, did I go to high school with you? I said, where did you go to high school? North Carolina? No. Nope. Wasn't me. You sure? Pretty fucking sure on the state I went to high school in. I yeah. gotta say, like, not, I don't know a lot, but I'm pretty certain that I spent three years in Bountiful, Utah going to high school. So that's right. So I ended up living my life now in Bountiful while you escaped. I didn't mind Bountiful, actually. The funny thing was, is because I'm, I mean, not that anybody gives a shit, but I'm nope. actually from Farmington. Um, <laughs> originally, not that anybody gives a shit. But I, like, every time on my program bios, I always put that I was from somewhere else. And, like, normally I would just not say anything. Like, if I had a program bio, if it was out of the state of Utah, I'd just say I was from Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, when I had stuff inside Utah, I, I would say I was from Hayesville or Centerville or, you know, wherever. And it annoyed my mom to no end. I don't know why. It was kind of fun. But most of the time, this is my generic answer. If, if you're in California and you ask about my hometown, I say, have you been to Salt Lake City? And they go, or if they say yes, then we continue the conversation. If they say no, then I'm like, you wouldn't fucking know my hometown. If I, they say yes, I said, did you drive outside of the city north or south? They said, yes, we drove north. They said, okay, did you drive on the freeway past an amusement park? And they said, yeah. I said, that's my hometown. No one knows the name of the fucking town, but that's my hometown is where that amusement park. And they're like, oh, okay. That's how I explain where I grew up to people who are not from Utah. That works. Um, useless little tech. So my yeah. favorite story with that, I was um, spent a week in Paris with my wife because it was awesome and we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you, right? That's right. But we were trying to keep it economical. So we were going to a little grocery store in there. And she and I took a lot of French in high school and college, which means we can read a menu and a map pretty well. But don't ask us to actually speak it. And if your native speaker is talking, you're talking way too fast. And we're sorry, we're idiots. So we're in this grocery store trying to get apples. And he's like, which bin did this come from? And this was all in French. And we're like kind of pointing and shrugging. And he's like, where are you guys from? And we're like, the United States. We get this no shit Sherlock look from his face. He's like, where? And they're like, oh, we're from Utah. He's like, oh, the Utah Jazz. Yes, I love Karolinko. And I'm like. Well, so to the grocery store clerk outside of paris and closer to versailles hats off man you knew where utah was thanks that's pretty cool the funny thing when i was in europe that i would run into was people who were from america would say they're from america unless they're from texas then they'd say they're from texas like that was always a thing like when i met other americans like traveling on the trains or in youth hostels or whatever it was like hey where are you from it was like and they're like from america and same sort of thing no shit sherlock but then or it was we were from texas texas was a different country than the united states still kind of is it still is my two favorite quotes with that is the only good thing to come out of texas is an empty bus thank you mom Brian's mom. <laughs> and the other one is uh, if I own Texas and if I owned hell, I'd rent out Texas and live in hell. I like and it. this is from a guy who was born and raised there. I remember when you were trying to convince Amy that uh, she was going to spend her last trimester in uh, Texas so that uh, your child would be born a Texan. It only needs to be about a week. And we can schedule but still, birth. Yeah, but you, uh, you can't fly after a certain point in time. So, and I wouldn't want to be pregnant and driving to Texas. Like, fuck that noise. If you want to be driving, I would be driving still being in a car to go to texas while you're pregnant like i mean being pregnant is uncomfortable enough ask maya he knows <laughs> it's the i was worst. just trying to loop you in maya i'm sorry it's i was trying to include worst. you in this conversation it's the worst especially when the baby starts crowning about waco yeah yes. <laughs> we ain't coming out yeah <laughs> nope not here not here so this is a comic books podcast and about it is a comic is, podcast. Is we're a drinking club with a comic books problem is how i like to say <laughs> it is and i'm enjoying that part of it today good so mr maya you picked out this this book for us that i did indeed read you son of a bitch would you like to give what? us a little preview as to what this book is yeah sure so uh the JSA, uh, the Justice Society of America, were the original superhero team. They were historically uh, the first superhero team to ever be in comics. Ooh. And this was kind of 
James Robinson and David Goyer kind of brought them back in late 99, early 2000 uh, with this book. Uh, James Robinson left after about five issues, uh, and then Jeff Johns came on to be David Goyer's co-writer, and uh, that was like the true start to what he is today. He did like one or two other small things for DC beforehand, but this is the book that really made Jeff Johns. So would you call this uh, Jeff Johns a dry start? Or a moist start. Adam's not here. That doesn't work. Oh, he is. <laughs> he, just oh. he just walked in. Ooh, so maybe he can join us later. That'll be fun. Possibly. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, kind of the old guard teaming up with uh, the newer. Uh, DC is very, very much likes their legacy heroes. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's kind of the newer versions of older superheroes that were on the team mixed with the older, the old guard that's still alive coming together to fight evil. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can hear ice cubes in the background over there if I didn't edit them out. So I think, uh, as we often do here, I think we're going to need a uh, drinking game to go with this. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game, and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Uh, Mr. Meyer, what is your drinking game rule? So my drinking game is called Member? Member Mr. Terrific? Member Dr. Midnight? Member when? Member the 40s? Basically any time a character mentions the good old days or one of one of their one of their own who has fallen over the years because, you know, they did come together back in World War II and it had been 60 plus years since they were a team. Well, not since they were a team, but since they first formed as a team. Uh, Todd, do you have a drinking game rule? Yeah, mine is Na 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 cat man. Okay. So every time you see Wildcat and he's got that mask on, and I'll like look at him, he's like, that looks like a cat man. Cat, you're a kitty cat. You look like a dancing Absolutely, that hits me every time looking at this guy. I'm like, I can't take this guy seriously. Those whiskers are just adorable. Okay. Cat man. I like it. I'm kind of surprised that uh, mine wasn't taken, to be honest with you. So um, my drinking game is called That's Hard to Fit on a Business Card, which is whenever (laughs) someone introduces themselves with a big, long backstory and or a list of their powers, take a drink. Does Adam want to yell out what his drinking game rule is? Yeah, so this is my my cameo appearance on this podcast episode because... <clears throat> Someone just worked a twelve-hour day and didn't get a break to even go pee. So, Woo! I got Let's to go for do that things. Woo! Woo! <laughs> no, so um, my drinking game for this rule is called also known as. Every okay. time it makes a specific thing to call it a superhero, and then immediately be like, "Oh, this person is also known as you know Elliot Smith or whoever it is." Take a drink because it happens every fucking page. <laughs> Memba? I didn't like. Memba? It, so that's the only thing to say. Memba? Okay, and, and I actually well, have a backup drinking game uh, that I'll throw okay. out there anyway as, as a uh-huh. bonus. You know, I had my South Park reference with member, and now uh-huh. I have another one with "Don't kick the baby." Uh, <laughs> okay. in, in the first four issues, anytime someone says they need to protect or save the baby, take a drink. I like it. That's a good list, actually. It will get you really fucking drunk. Actually, I got it. It is be a lot of fun. And if yeah, you play along, sure. you must play with every single drinking game we've just no, 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 that's hospital no. stuff. Yeah, no, we no with, with Everclear. Yeah, oh. no. Well, I agree that I have no point. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, no, stay away from that, stay away from that. Yeah, Maya's opinions do not reflect the rest of the podcast. Okay, well, we've already heard Adam's opinion. Uh, so, <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's a porgy. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a porg. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh yeah. Thanks for uh-huh. drink- Oh, okay. That's a cool drinking game, Porg. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> what does the Porg think of this game as we go into votes? <laughs> okay. Thank you, Porg. We have a new character on the show. Porg. The Porg podcast member. The Porg's going in for me before Chewbacca eats him. Yes. <laughs> So, so on this thing on that, so another off topic because it happens. The reason why the porgs are in there is there was so many fucking birds on that island. Yeah, the puffins. The puffins. Yeah. It was easier to paint over them than remove them. I so heard these that, were yeah. not a planned character. It was just a cost savings and added a bit of levity. It is fucking okay. make them so much goddamn money. <laughs> awesome. Oh, no. Happy little accident. 
the happy little tree. Happy, happy little tree. Happy, happy little happy puffin. Little happy little puffin. Happy, happy, happy little pork. Still doesn't happy explain the nuns, though. The nuns. The fish nuns. Oh, those were painted over the actual nuns who lived there. Oh, oh yes. Thank you. I yeah. Need to drink it was drink. easier than getting rid of those nuns. They were just, they were everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they just, they just painted fish costumes over top of them and let them go about their work. <laughs> yeah. And the blue milk. Blue milk. That was just a, a cow that, green uh, that had gotten into some, uh, it had eaten some of those Tide Pods because they look so tasty. Uh-huh. And uh, that's just what you get, you know? If that's how I got my milk, I'd probably be a little bit surly too. Being serious now. Okay. Semi serious. As serious as we can get I'm on really this show. I'm really guys. I'm really serious, guys. I'm serious. I'm really totally, guys. I'm totally serious. Half man, half bear, half pig. Man, bear, pig. Man, bear, pig. Man, bear, pig. Let's fit as many South Park references <laughs> as we can into this episode. I'm being really serial, guys. I'm uh, the internet. Potentially do it. Respect my authority and listen to me when I'm fucking talking. <laughs> uh, there were refreshments. So I've been asked by the judge to be the foreman. Vote for Pedro. And I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you, and we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you, our dear listener. Along with each vote, our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. Now who is the bond? I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. Votes as to whether or not it is worth our dear readers' time, energy, money, and any time taken away from them celebrating the lovely Porg. What is your vote for this book, Mr. Todd? If you want to read a bit of an updated nostalgic piece, yeah, go ahead. If not, then I would pass. Uh, Mr. Maya, what is your vote? I say absolutely, especially if you're a fan of uh, Jeff Johns today and want to read where he kind of got started, even though he didn't come on till the end of this. um, It's still a good read continuing on beyond this as well. It's just a lot of fun. I love the DC history. um, And I was telling Todd earlier that other than Batman and Superman, uh, this book is actually what got me into loving DC comics as a whole. And Mm -hmm. eventually ended up, I'm, I'm more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy because of it and adam i know said uh negative uh has mr pork changed his vote or is he still that was Uh he's indifferent he's indifferent he's indifferent that's okay or she i don't know i don't want to assume it's gender (laughs) you haven't checked they're indifferent let's try diddling it for a moment when we first got this cat people would ask me like (laughs) i would just refer to the cat as it and people like you don't know if it's a male or female i said i respect its privacy and they did not think that that was a decent answer What is your vote, Brian? And what's your vote on this? So here's the deal with this this book. I, <laughs> despite myself, I liked this book. I completely, 100% get why Adam didn't like this book. I kind of really... He has no soul. It's not that he doesn't have a soul. I didn't want to like it either. He doesn't have red hair. There's parts of this book that really annoy me, and I've definitely complained about it from other books, and there's parts of this book that I've actually been okay with. I think that you have to be prepared for it. I think it starts a little slow, but it is very traditional comic booky. Um, whereas we've read a lot of sort of slightly more modern stuff like uh, Saga and Paper Girls and a lot of more independent stuff and stuff that's a little more updated and hip and whatever. This feels pretty old school. So if you're in the mood for that, I think it's actually kind of fun, but you have to be prepared for it to be kind of old school. It's a nice sort of blend between old school and new school. Like it's it's kind of fun, but it still does that thing I hate where like I hate it, but I also appreciate it where everyone introduces themselves with all their powers. You know what I mean? I think it's a good blend there. So actually, I think it actually is kind of fun. Wouldn't necessarily be my first thing to run out and grab and read, but it actually is kind of fun. Maya, is there anything else people need to know before they read this, or should we send them off on their merry way to read or not read this book? We'll send you off on your merry way. I would. I will say, uh, if you don't buy this digitally, um, the only physical copy that's in print is one of those nice collections that they, they've started doing where they collect multiple trades. Oh, I, I have an individual trade that I found on Amazon. Okay. But if you do, uh, if you're not able to find one of those, it's look up JSA by Jeff Johns book one, and it's the first half of the book, because that book uh, collects the first two individual trades that were originally released. Dude, yeah. Canadians get screwed over. This thing was 14 in the USA and 23.50 in Canada. See, mine was 17.99 in the USA and 23.99 in Canada. So, and, and I have the, the big collection. It's 34.99 USA, 45.99 Canada. I'm sorry, Canada. But you know what? I blame Canada. Apologize to us. You know what? They make up for it by not having to pay for health care. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. 
They're not even a real country anyway. Yeah, the 51st state. America's hat. That's right, the little chapeau on top. <laughs> so this is the time in which we say pause and you can go read the book and there's a little announcement that says stuff and then we'll come back and we will try to figure out how to do a better lightning round because I'm going to be honest with you. Last week's lightning round, if you listen to last week's episode, sucked. Hey, that's not that it sucked. It was long. It was long. Which book was last week? Or last last week. Oh, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Yeah. They, okay, so, so Maya, uh-huh. you haven't heard this yet. I have told Todd and Adam, hold on a second. We'll go to the break. Go to the break. Go I'll to the break. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. And we're back. And Yay! we're back. In the magic of editing, <laughs> we're magically back. Thanks, future Brian. You're doing a great job. Thank so, you. I love you, Maya, but last week's uh, lightning round was 23 minutes long. It was <laughs> it was 23 minutes long. So it, what must I, have been, it must have been a Hickman book. It was, and it was insanely <laughs> thorough. Like, it was ridiculous thorough. So what I did is I took it into another program, and I sped it up, and I played it about two times. So when you hear that episode when it comes out on Public Monday, <laughs> it sounds like the chipmunks are delivering... <laughs> And it is awesome. Like, I'm really excited. Because, like, it's fast enough you get all the information, but you can understand what's going on. But my favorite part is when Adam and you laugh on the other side. It sounds oddly <laughs> demonic, but so pleasing. It's like it's like chipmunks have just discovered Satan. It's so great. It makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, hail Satan. So... I would like to do the lightning round a little bit more efficient this time. How we would like to go about doing that. But see, now you kind of make me want to drag it out so that I do sound like a chipmunk again. Like, like you're not you're you're not enticing me to, to hurry it up. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. Do you want me to hurry it up anyway? Do you want to like at least just be efficient of it? But I will I will hurry it up and, and no. make it. It could <laughs> be good. fun. It could be our new thing. We'll see how it goes. Do it. You can just set your shiny ass on your shiny new pillow because we all are. I know it's awesome. Todd it's, got it's, us uh, pillows that say funny books and firewater on one side, and the other side has a bunch of pictures from Instagram. It's fucking awesome. And they're so comfy. They are. They're they turned awesome. out better than I thought they would, so I that's know. a happy little. Not quite I, s- I snuggle mine every night pretending it's Maya as I go to sleep. Ooh. Real quick before we start lining around, do you, since it's, they're so cool, do you want to plug where you got them from? Sure. So my like original awesome intent shipping. was for Brian is I was looking for... You know in the movie Grandma's Boy where one of the characters, <laughs> his roommates, got him pajamas? That's the face of him over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. I'm like, parents. where in the world? <laughs> his roommates. His roommates. <laughs> yeah. Do you get these pajamas? So I was Googling about, and um, I'm like, uh, how do I put like my face on pajamas? And <laughs> Which this- would have been also an awesome Christmas present. <laughs> I, I wasn't totally I down for that. I would have worn those. <laughs> I would have worn but, the hell out of those. I would have worn those to I know, work. right? But it has its own challenges. Then I have to start guessing people's sizes and then... And then feelings, and then feelings get, hurt. get hurt and it just gets ugly, yeah. <laughs> right, so I went with pillows instead. So I did find this website called bagsoflove.com based out of London, England. I got two bags of love right here. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Was that Maya or was that you? It was totally Maya. It was totally Maya. (laughs) Enjoying the bags of love. So I was looking, where do I put my face on pajamas for other people to wear? Because that's amazing. So I go to this website that say they can do it, and they have like 30 different items you can put your face on. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's dirty too. I like that. You can put your face on a bag of pillows, huh? I, I, or a bag of love. There was I have pillows. 30 different items you can put your face on. I have 30 different <laughs> items you can put your face on. So like, who wants to do a mustache ride? That'd be an amazing pillow. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yes, I love Super Troopers, by the way. So I found this bag, <laughs> bag of love. Random as hell today. <laughs> Shit. Yes, that is true, Porgy. Thank you. And they had like super Mr. Porgy, you. Pillows. And you know, like, no, maybe I should try this. So I went and lifted all these photos off the website because I don't have any of these originals and I did it in secret. And they made the pillows. I made the order on a Monday and on Friday I had them. So these are. Oh, that's from the UK. And these got shipped yeah. out of London. And yeah. the level of quality is the. The price was the price, and I accepted it because that was the posted <laughs> price. 
But the level of quality exceeded my expectations in both what the printing did and the assembly, because they had to make these on demand, and they were fantastic. And didn't you say, yeah, for getting them in like four days, didn't you say the shipping was like nothing? It was like 20, it was seven fifty a piece for shipping, and it was like a two-day FedEx out of London to Utah. <clears throat> and I'm like, how the fuck did they pull wow. that off? That's amazing. And maybe all their margin for shipping is in the price. Built into their price, yeah. And that's fine, too. But it was great time. It was very fast turnaround, great service, and even assembling stuff. Because if you look at these pillows, there's a nice... um the, the way that they are done up looks all fancy and good and well put together. And that's not because of me. Because I just went, use a bunch of these fucking photos and it put it together <laughs> automatically. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool mm-hmm. as shit. And that's how it happened. So even this dude over here made something that looked pretty awesome. Bagsoflove.com. We all have bags of love. <laughs> Oh, bagsoflove.com could be so many other different types of websites. They could be types of websites for Adam. They could be types of websites for just about anybody. Yeah, uh, there would be a lot of different kinks. I know. On that. It's awesome. Well, Maya, are you ready to gird so. your bags of love and get ready to do the love? Uh, sure am. Well, Mr. Maya, get ready to do your duty and do the lightning round. Lightning round begins... Child left in the hospital, no family. Uh, they go into the room where she is, and hot girl bursts out with the baby in her arms. She starts flying away. Um, they end up talking to her. 
and say, hey, we're not, we're not your enemies. Like, calm the fuck down. Um, they find out it is the right baby. Just in time for Mordru to show up and beat them down and take the baby for himself. The next issue starts off with Mordru holding hospital by the throat. But all the other JSA members show up to save the day. And Mordru disappears into his weird, the weird Dr. Fate reality dimension, uh, leaving everyone behind. He, we then jump to the Dr. Fate dimension. Uh, Scarab's there. Stargirl's kind of tailing him. Uh, Mordru shows up and basically removes Scarab's armor and realizes he's an old man. He's, I believe he's a character back in like the 40s too. Because he's like an elderly man. Mordru holds the baby up to Dr. Fate's helmet and Kate, which in this page, it looks like the, the baby even looks kind of like an old man. Yes, he does. So Stargirl runs up. She goes to try to save the baby. Uh, just in time for uh, the JSA to show up. They breach the walls of the of Naboo's like extra dimensional tower with uh, our man from the future. He has like a time shift. The comics. Now with extra scotch, and now we're just gonna be even more silly and even more weird. Just wait until the next episode. Oh my god, we're gonna be drunk. We're gonna be <laughs> drunk. It's been a while since I've been drunk on it, really drunk on it. So Although my family like... thinks you're always really drunk on the episode, and they've known me the longest. I know. So what is that? Thing? Am I just so buttoned up around them? Probably. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of dig this, but like it's 
it does feel very old school to me. You know what I mean? I was is that, does everybody else get that vibe, or is that just kind of me? That's kind of why I gravitate a little more towards the JSA because I like the old school feel, but in the more modern setting. Uh-huh. Yeah, it really seems to be a nostalgia trip for the creators. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed this as well. But it was a nostalgia trip. I guess the question is, it's coming through is who was the audience for this book? Yeah, and going in that way. And I, I am a little bit curious on who they are thinking, who were the ones that were going to be buying this book as much as anything else. It's, um, I mean, there's old school Flash in there. You got some Dr. Fate. You have Hot Girl. There's some fan service. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of fun with it. And you had uh, Wonder Woman's Mama. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I would probably say just from working at a retailer, because there's... Sure. Both companies put out a million books that three quarters of them you could probably cancel and they wouldn't be missing out on much money. I would probably say the the audience for this book would be, especially at the time it was made, mm-hmm. uh, anyone that had uh, either loved those characters, people that typically got all DC books or a good chunk of them, because we have customers that just get like all DC or all Marvel. That feels like a major undertaking. Or, P- hey, I'm, I'm one of those people <laughs> if I get all DC. Uh, and maybe like a third of Marvel. Um... Uh, or people that had been reading uh, James Robinson's Starman, because that was a big deal in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in, I would also recommend that we do that at some point mm-hmm. on the show. The it, list for us of things to do well, yeah. keeps growing. But it was uh, James Robinson and Tony Harris uh, who did Ex Machina. Uh-huh. And... Uh, that's where I think I think that's where Tony Harris got his big start, like where people started knowing his name too. But that was a big deal. So having James Robinson on this book mm-hmm. um, probably got a lot of people that had read Starman. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And and also I was gonna say uh, this is in a time right when it became cool to kind of start waiting for the trade, or mm-hmm. maybe a few years after this. So some stories from wait, 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 from, wait hold up, back up. Becomes cool. <laughs> Are you saying that I am cool because I wait for the trade? Because that would be the first time, or became the norm, or okay. more, more, uh, more fashionable. Yeah, more fashionable. Because I make mean, if, if you're referred to me as being cool, I was going to be shocked, to be honest with you. Well, you are, but you are cool. For other I'm not cool so at all. Someone that. <laughs> well, there's that, yeah. <laughs> so I think my favorite. That was at a party the other night, and we had white elephants, and someone got this, uh, put this on, and you'll have a ten-inch wiener. And the guy's immediate <laughs> response was. Oh, a size down? Why would I want to do that? Well played. Well played. <laughs> so my question for Mr. Maya yeah. as Mr. Maya runs away. I'm here. He's here. So from a comic book store perspective, what are your opinions on customers that are trade heavy that really don't buy the issues much? You mean like me? I'd say, I'd say, for, right. I'd say for books that uh, you know won't get canceled no matter what. Amazing Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. Mm-hmm. They're better, but books that are kind of like miniseries or not, or kind of even books that may not have, uh, you know, the big the big character name, but still a good book. Like, for example, I can't think of anything, but kind of smaller books that may not sell as much individually. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, if you want them to keep going, you need to buy the singles because... If you they want won't to put out them. a book if they don't sell enough. Or they'll sales. cancel the book and you'll get one or two trades, which those trades will be awesome, but you could get more more trades if the book sells. Interesting. Like big, big event books or there's stuff that's a safe bet. Like I said, Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, any, any sure. Iron Man, you know, any of any of those are a safe bet. But any just with man in the end of the name, it should be fine. The man what about Catman? Catman would be fine. But uh, but yeah, smaller books hey, I definitely say support your local comic mm-hmm. shop or even um oh, man. or even digital uh but i would say support your local comic shop first if you can and get the single issue stuff like like the vision even though the vision was in, ended up being 12 issues mm-hmm. that was kind of planned from the beginning mm-hmm. but if it wasn't planned to be 12 issues that book would not have kept going because the sales on the individual issues i don't think were that great that was such a good fucking book Exactly, but if it was if it had been not been a limited series and you wanted to keep going, it wouldn't have kept going. Very true. That's interesting. There's another dude that only buys. I'm trying to think. I've bought one single issue this year, and that was the Elmer Fudd Batman run. Yeah. In the last five days? This year? For 2017. <laughs> uh, I'm at zero for 2018. I wanted to get some clarification on this. I was under the impression that this was Wonder Woman who then had a kid. The kid took over Wonder Woman, and now she was just... Going by her old name. Is that correct or am I wrong on that? No, this this was Hippolyta. This is Wonder Woman's mother. She was 
She was mm-hmm. the Wonder Woman in the Golden Age, uh, back in the 40s and 50s. And then Diana Doctor, came along. So Diana Prince is her daughter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just like, okay. just like yeah. you know, Jay Garrick there was the Flash in the 40s and 50s. And then in the, when the mm-hmm. Silver Age happened, that's when we got Barry Allen. Same with uh, uh, Alan Scott. You know, they rebranded him and rechanged the character Green Lantern. And then we got Hal Jordan. So, no, that was that was not that's not the one that's not Diana Prince. So it's not the modern Wonder Woman we think of. When did Diana Prince come into play? He is checking let me, the Book of Knowledge. Let me check in Consult on that. Consult the Book of Knowledge. Consult <laughs> the Book of Armaments. Not Does the pork two, know? not one, but three, not four, but three, followed by two, before, preceded by two, preceded by one, and do not I skip this over to four. <laughs> I can't find it, but uh, I know it wasn't. Okay. No, it wasn't long after. Um, oh, actually, here we go. Hang on, dude. You got to try the Scott. I actually think that it was Diana Prince, uh, as far as historically accuracy, historical accuracy goes. But I think after Crisis on Infinite Earths happened and they kind of rebooted DC, then I think they had changed it so that the Golden Age Wonder Woman was Hippolyta and not Diana. So it's a retcon punch. Yes. All right. As long as we got that figured out, I was very worried. See, we, all your question has been answered. That's true. Because we have a Maya. We have. They have a Hulk. We have a Maya. We have a Maya. You're gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I have a cocktail for this week's straight, uh, episode. Yes. Behold, Mr. Boom. We finally fulfill the second half of our Mr. title. And make with the fire water. Alcoholics, what it's for? This week's drink to go. I have a a drink to go with this week's comic book or a whatever. Anyway, so mine I got from InStyle Magazine. Pretty fucking proud of that. Thank you very much. And it is called the Star Spangled Smash in honor of the Star Spangled Kid or girl or whatever she goes by and this is one and three quarters cups of vodka half a cup of fresh lemon juice half cup of cane sugar syrup or simple syrup i guess would probably be fine let's see one bunch of fresh mint leaves wow that's holy a, shit that's, a, that's a bunch one pint of fresh raspberries and one 12 ounce bottle of ginger beer and you stir the vodka, lemon juice, syrup, mint leaves, raspberries in a large pitcher. Stir the ginger beer in just before serving. Uh, serve in ice-filled glass. No straining, no nothing. Just, you know, make a big old, you know. It's, it's a lot of stuff that's probably like a, a punch, really, is what that probably mm-hmm. is. Anyway. Oh, yeah, especially with one and three-quarters cup vodka. That is definitely a punch, unless you're Jimmy Martin. And then that's just, you know, breakfast. Todd, do you have a cocktail? I do. Um, I also went a bit classic on this one because it is the JSA and it's a classic. It's called the Carthusian Sazerac. And anyone who knows Say their absolute five times fast. Carthusian Sazerac, Carthusian Sazerac. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. Sazerac, Carthusian Sazerac, Carthusian Sazerac, bitch. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How do you spell that? Because I know I'm going to try to write this later and I'm going to fuck it up. So how do you spell Carthusian Sazerac? Wow, okay. C-A-R-T-H-U-S-I-A-N. Carthusian, Sazerac. Fuck, am I supposed to seize that? Holy shit. Yeah. Like Carthage Carthusian? Or something. Yeah, I don't know. And Sazerac is S-A-Z-E-R-A-C. M-O-U-S-E. Which I knew that, but my spell check doesn't recognize that. That's weird. Oh, yeah. Go. It's weird that of all the things I can't spell properly, I can spell Sazerac correctly. Yeah. That says something about there me. There you go. I... So it is a classic, and it is an absinthe drink. And anyone who drinks absinthe know that fucking drink is potent as hell. So, I love me some absinthe. So the whole point with this absinthe thing, it uses an absinthe rinse. So you put a shot of absinthe in your cup, you swish it all around, and you proceed to dump out the absinthe. And now you start to make the rest of your drink. So you do your absinthe rinse. You do two and a half ounces of a good rye whiskey, a quarter ounce of some green chartreuse, a half teaspoon of simple syrup, two dashes of lemon bitters. Um, you can put all of that into a cocktail shaker. You shake the shit out of it and dump it into your rinsed cup and you garnish with a lemon twist and you drink it and you're like, holy shit, this still has a lot of absinthe taste to it, even though I threw that fucking shit out. It's not bad. You should give it a go. It depends on what kind of absinthe you're using, though, because good absinthe won't stick around that much, but no, I guess Okay, that. yes. Don't go cheap on the absinthe. Yes. Yeah, yeah please. Um, Don't do Cheap absinthe is bad. Uh, what is that absinthe I had that's really good? The green one. 
Thank no, you. Fuck that noise. <laughs> I have absinthe no. and I've got like a like a Van Gogh absinthe. Not so. Good. I haven't had Van Gogh absinthe. I'm trying to remember what it is. Ah, oh, shit. I wish I could remember. Oh well. I feel bad now. Mm-hmm. But there's a really good one that I've recommended on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember what it is. But anyway, Maya, do you have a cocktail? I do. I like sand. Sandy is a character. Uh, so my drink mm-hmm. is called Sand in the Crack, which is a, oh, nice. a beach themed drink, but uh, I like the name of it. Okay. Uh, it's one ounce of coconut rum, one ounce of spiced rum, four ounces of pineapple juice, and a splash of cranberry juice. Uh, it's easy to make. You pour the rums in the glass first, or in a glass first. I uh, didn't specify what kind of glass. Then you pour the pineapple juice on top of it, and then give it that cranberry splash last to make it look like a sunset. The uh, the challenge with sand in the crack, though, is it's really not fun. And though it's highly exfoliating, it's not fun. So careful with the sand in the crack. It's Anakin Skywalker's least favorite drink. Well, he did not have That's the high true. ground. <laughs> He's making. He has so much sand. He's you know what? Pearls. This has to be the most fun episode to edit ever, Brian. Future Brian, we're all assholes, and we love you for it. Thank you. Uh, we'll we'll make something out of it. That's what we'll do. Oh, guys. I was gonna ask, but I don't know if I wanted to ask. Does Mr. Porg have a cocktail for this week? Yes, uh, Mr. Let me ask. Porg. Do you have a drink for this week, Mr. Porg? Oh, that drink will, that'll fuck you up. Yes. Yeah, really. Dude, well. I love the actuator you noises on that thing. It's so good. I'm going to not put that on our website because I'm afraid that that poor drink is going to do way too much damage to your liver. I'm thinking in the best interest of our listener. Uh, we just, I'm concerned about y'all and I want y'all thank to be healthy listener. and okay. So, and I'm going to do a shout out thank you. to Mr. Marcus. You know who I'm talking about. You don't listen to the show anyways, but now I talked about you and you have to. Ah! Oh, who's Marcus? Oh, he's someone I'm his dealer of crack to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Your comic book dealer. I got yeah, you. Yeah. I yeah. So he's listening. To okay. So world. I had a mm-hmm. I had a weird thing at work the other day where like because I do this fucking show, right. which someone referred to me as a comic book expert, and I'm like, oh fuck no, am I not a comic book expert? Maya, mm-hmm. comic book expert. I would. Andrew. And there we go. Doctor. Yeah. There we go. Comic book expert for sure. Who we need to have on the me? show sometime. Oh, we should have him. We should have him on for the Watchmen month. He is more than welcome to join us. Go ahead and talk I to will. him. Yeah, ask him in. That book scares the shit out of me, kids. I'm going to be honest with you. I've read it. I've understood it, but that's why we're doing that book in four parts because it's it's, it's one monster. of my favorite books. But uh, we'll talk about that then. We'll talk about that next month, kids. Because this week we're going to finish off this episode <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> Get more drunk. Record another episode. So just prepare for all of that. <laughs> While we can still keep this train rolling, why don't we go into final grades for everyone? <laughs> Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking bummed. God, please, no! 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 Mr. Maya, what is your grade for the writing of Mr. Goyer, Mr. Robinson, and Jeff Johns on it? Yes. Uh, I'm going to give it a B plus. Okay. This is my kind of superhero comic book. I love the legacy. I love history of characters. And uh, when I first started reading this book, I had no idea who half of them were. But I've grown. Don't. But I've grown to love them. And, and through the magic of Wikipedia, I learned about them. And they are now, I would say I enjoy the JSA as a whole team more than I like the JLA. Okay. Uh, and this is the book that got me into DC Comics. So okay. uh, more more than just Superman and Batman. So I'm going to give it a B plus. Um, I'm going to give it a solid B. Uh, it's not necessarily the right story for me, but I think the way that it's done is done very well. I think it does a good job of incorporating older characters, still keeping the nostalgia feel to it, but also kind of freshening it up and, and making it feel like it fits in the modern world. And I think that that's actually a pretty tricky thing to do, and I think it does it pretty well. Uh, it's just for me, it's not necessarily the type of book I would normally gravitate towards, but I think what it does, it does really well. Todd, what is your grade? I'm also going to go with a solid B. I mean, as it came out, the agenda was to, you know, kind of not revive is the right word, but to update the JSA. And it does, you're taking Golden Age characters and storylines, and you're still having that Golden Age feel while set in a modern tone, and that's never an easy thing to pull off. They did that well. Um, it's not my favorite. 
but probably my favorite on page 100 of my trade is you've got this like furry edition of one of the characters and oh yeah you know and there's bits and pieces here and there's some extra melodrama going on with the villain being all villainous so there's bits and pieces that really make me smile and have a good time with so it has and i don't think anything in it is super weak besides some of this dated feeling and it's it's of a style of old, and how much of it is being a nod or being a miss, I'm not sure it's that much of a miss. It's not my favorite, but I don't think they did anything wrong. So i give it a solid B. There are a lot of artists in here, so it's going to be too hard just to... There are three. I, I actually have them all written down. Oh, okay. Well, that's prepared. I um, did prep work. <laughs> wow. Okay, so... For the artists whose names are? Uh, so for the first four issues, it's Steven Sadowski, who I'd never heard of before. Um, I looked him up. He had done, uh, it looks like he had done a bunch of fill-ins here and there, a bunch of single issues, but it looks like uh, he did the full runs of Avengers Invaders, and he had a pretty long run of uh, Warlord of Mars from Dynamite that was one of the like John Carter-type books. Mm. Um, issue five, the sand issue, was done by Derek Coyne, who... I couldn't really find anything notable other than just like some fill-in issues that he had done. Uh, but the number six, uh, someone that you should have all heard of is uh, Marcos Martin, who did uh, Doctor Strange the Oath, and he did Daredevil uh-huh. with Mark Wade recently, uh, and he did some Amazing Spider-Man. He's a fantastic artist, and yeah. I can see him doing that because the cowl to the sentinel on his cloak is very reminiscent of Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. So the cow on it, I think, might be taller than the guy's head. Oh, and, and even though this is the end of the podcast, if you're confused, I've been calling him Green Lantern the whole time. In the late 90s, early 2000s, the Golden Age Green Lantern did go by the name Sentinel. He is the Golden Age Green Lantern. Sentinel. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Oh, Sentinel. So, so throughout the whole book, they're calling him the Sentinel, but it's he's really the, the Green Lantern. So for all those lovely artists... The grades. Mr. Maya, you've already started, so why don't you continue on? Um, what is your grade? Overall, if I were to give an average between the three artists, I'm going to give it a B-. Steven Sadowski was kind of half and half with me. Uh, Derek Coin, I was kind of didn't love but didn't hate. And Marcus Martin, I love anything he does. So I'm just going to I'm gonna give it a B- for art. I, this sort of comes into play. Mr. Maya, do you have this digitally, or do you have this, like, individual issues? I have... Uh, the big trade that has the first two individual trades in it. Is your is it printed on glossy paper or is it printed on like paper like a newspaper like, style paper? It's it's glossy. Okay, so that might change because here's the thing: I like this art, but my mm-hmm. copy is sort of that more newsprint style, which I think sometimes That's makes some images seem kind of fuzzy. You know what I mean? So okay. Tom, you can you can verify this. Look at your copy versus Maya's copy. Does the glossy seem to help sharpen that up, or am I crazy? One second, he's setting down his other book. He's oh, like, okay. definitely sharp. You know, it's okay. a great example of um, paper stock and choices make a big difference. There's yeah. a lot more with the glossy; it pops off the page. Yeah, a whole lot more. And for all and your I paper needs, see Dunder Mifflin and Scratch <laughs> yes. yes, they're right. They're um, stationed next to my bag of love. Oh yeah, <laughs> sacks of love. <laughs> Sacks of bags of love. My bad. No, no, no. We're sacks of love. I've got a sack of love right here for you. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> so, paper quality matters. It does. And it makes a thing, though. I will say, I I like the art on the first four issues the best of everything. And is it the drawing or is it the shade? The, the shadows and the shading, I think, are outstanding on the first half of this book. And I really enjoy that quite a bit. The It's once again, they're doing the updating the golden age so there's a lot of touch of golden age art and flares and you've got the flash with the colander on his head with oh, i love that helmet so much <laughs> so that helmet is pretty cool you've got this very billowy style of all these things and girls in hot pants and it's going for like oh here is a retro style of this thing here and it's fun and it gives to it and it's how do we do callbacks and updates so that you're super muscular, super strong, and yet billowy cloaks and clothing too. So it's kind of got a odd diversity to it, but it really works for it, and I dig it. And why does a super magician have abs of steel? I don't know. Because uh, he awesome. magically gave himself that for his tender profile. For his tender. <laughs> but what is like the uh, scruff version for uh, super Doctor villains? Th- super villains looking for love. Super game 
Sure, but yeah, what what is the uh, if I'm a supervillain looking for love, what service do I use? Tights. Tights with a Z. Tights with a Z. <laughs> you heard it here first. Thank you, Adam, sir. Start that. Tell Adam to start that. Has now been copyrighted because we say Funny Facts and Firewater Podcast, uh, 2018. Thank you. All rights reserved. That's right. Tights with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> God, we're a mess. Uh, it's so... a mess. It's a sloppy, sloppy <sighs> seconds. Todd, did you give a grade? Like, I heard your yeah. description, but you have to give a grade. Okay. I'll give it a B. And I'm right there with you, B. Same sort yeah. of thing. I think, it's, I think it's a fun sort of hybrid between old school and new school, and I think it's very fun. Um, for team building, theme for the month, Mr. Meyer, what's your grade? I would give it an A-plus for that for the theme. I mean, they brought the team together. They Even though they kind of mistakenly came together, after, after the end of everything, they're like, we should get together as a team. And everyone's like, hell yeah, we should. It was a lot of fun. I mean, you've got some original cast members they're showing back in, and yet you've got kids of, nieces of, sisters of coming in as well. So they're building up this team, and they're welcoming the new while acknowledging the original, and they did that very well. So I also give this as a team-building thing. It's an A. This was done great. And I'm right there with you for all the same reasons. When I sort of put forth the... Um, idea of doing a month of team building exercises it was books like this is what i was kind of thinking of mm-hmm. um and the next book we're doing later the, the there was the kind of more of the, the books i was thinking of so um yeah i actually really like as far as team building goes i think it's really good that way yeah so cool so um overall grades uh everything in consideration uh what is your grade mr maya uh overall i'm gonna give it a b yeah i mean i had a b plus for the story to b minus the art so i felt a, a a b was a solid in between grade um i'm also gonna go with a b because i did B for art, B for writing, and not that it matters really on the overall grade of the book outside of the context of the show, but I gave it an A for theme, so, you know, I still think that averages out to about a B. Uh, Todd, what is your grade? I guess today it's triple B. It doesn't mean as much as a set of triple Bs, but we have a set of triple Bs today. And yeah, right there. And now it's time for recommendations. That time in the show where the panel tells you all the crap they are currently into, but will forget about as soon as they see something shiny. You're a stamp tramp. How dare you? And what is that? You give your stamp of approval to everything. It's become meaningless. Why can't you be more like your wife? Lily's stamp is gold. I'm reading this book because of her. I'm drinking this beer because she recommended it. I'm even wearing this bra because of a lingerie store Lily told me about. Uh, does anybody have any recommendations for this week? Uh, I do. Recently, uh, I've been getting into the DC deck building game from Cryptozoic Entertainment. All you need to play is in there's a base set and then there's a ton of expansions, but all you need to play is just the base set. It's easy to learn, it's fun to play, and it takes maybe 45 minutes to an hour per game, but it's just a lot of fun. And they've added. Uh, different expansions with different takes on the rules. So there's all sorts of different variations you can get uh, so you don't uh, get bored by playing the same game over and over. But it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Todd, do you have any recommendations? It's a two-parter. So in Wendover, Utah, there's now a Lee's Discount Liquor. Yeah! So this is, if anyone's ever been to Wendover, Utah, it's like a population of 50 natively, and then it goes to like 5,000 on the weekends because people from Utah head over there for gambling and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And Lee's Discount Liquor in a population town of 50 is 22,000 square feet of booze. <laughs> and it's just to serve the community there. And if people are visiting and they happen to shop, there's nothing that stops them. But there's a lot of cops there now, too. So I got an 18-year-old bottle of Aberlore Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. And it's almost gone because I've had most of it during this episode. And it is simply delightful. So... Aberlore's 18-year-old scotch. It is fantastic. You read the description, and apparently there's 25 different flavors. One can discern between the smell and the taste and the afterwards. And I don't know if it's 25, but it is, like, three. <laughs> so, and I think it's pretty damn good. So, yeah, my reference is buy booze without paying the 60% Utah tax. And I'm just going to throw this out here because uh, why not? Um, the movie... 
uh, Jumanji. I went into it thinking I had like no expectations of it whatsoever and actually loved the shit out of it. I thought it was really funny, really fun. And I've been recommending it to several people to go check it out because I think it's really, it does a lot of things really well. And I, I don't really have any complaints about it. I just think it's a really fun movie. You know, I mean, it's not Shakespeare, but it's still, it's just fun and it's well made. And I go on for a long time. I've talked about it a lot with people at work. They're sick of hearing about it. So I'm going to say it here now and then put that to rest. Next week. We are going to be continuing on our quest. I think we actually finish up our quest for uh, team building exercises with uh, The Runaways, which is um, a book that originally started by um, Vaughn, right? Yes. Yeah, Brian K. Vaughn and, Adrian, and Adrian Alfona. Yes, and I originally got into it because after Brian K. Vaughn's run in it, it got uh, briefly sort of uh, a second life written by Joss Whedon, which is where I jumped into it. So I jumped into it way late and, and, and see, then I, went. I think re- Whedon's stuff on it was garbage. I, you know what? I haven't reread it since I went back and reread the original stuff. <laughs> and so I went back later. So I, I, I knew kind of the characters and went back and reread what we're going to read next week, which is the first six episodes, which if you have Comixology Unlimited, it's free. Or, Mar- or Marvel Unlimited. Or Marvel Unlimited, it's free. Uh, the first trade, which we're reading, is called Pride and Joy. I have one of the big hardcovers that has the first 12 issues, so it's half of that. Uh, there are a few different ways to get this book and read it, but I... You know, I, I think it's fun. It's one of those books I've wanted to do on the show for a long time. So that's what we're going to be reading next week. And uh, if nobody else has anything else, oh, and we'll we'll get Adam back up in here, and you know, he'll do more than just make a cameo. Uh, Mr. Porg, do you have any final thoughts or advice? Fuck off, Mr. Porg. No, I don't. I think those are words to live by. I really do. So uh, he's excited for yeah. runaways. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and, and we'll probably discuss the TV show as well a little bit for those of us who have seen it. So we will uh, see you next week with the Runaways. So that happened. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.